I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome back to Never Wear Boring Socks. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Today, we're going to be talking about sharing creative work. So creativity is something that we've talked about on the podcast before, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper this week into one particular aspect of creativity, which is sharing our creative work. Um, and this is a big topic, I think, because... It's scary. So we're going to talk about why it's scary, what makes it so scary, and then how we can benefit from sharing our creative work. So why we should do it anyway. And then a few things that we can keep in mind as we do share our creative work to get the most out of sharing. So before we get into our discussion of creativity and sharing creative work, Anna, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing a pair of socks that you gave me for Christmas this year. Ooh. And they are knee-high socks. And I like these socks because, okay, so they are, like, gray where my feet are. And then as you get up the sock, there's, like, some multicolored diamondy pattern. And then it turns blue. So it gets, like prettier as you go up the sock and i like these socks because <laughs> i feel like they're kind of i don't know i feel like they're kind of representative of like the choices we have in life like you can either pick like the gray half of the sock or you can like ease up to the colorful part of the sock and live a more colorful life so i like these socks I like that. That's a very poetic description of your socks. <laughs> very That's, deep. Yeah, I don't know. That's what they reminded me of this morning. Um, what socks oh, are well, you I'm wearing? I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I the socks that I'm wearing also remind me of you. They're not a socks that you gave me. They were also a Christmas present for my mom, but they remind me of you because they have pineapples on them. Ooh, nice. And sometimes we call you Ananas, which means pineapple in various languages. Mm -hmm. So pineapples make me think of Anna. And they're navy and they have like kind of different color pineapples on them. And I... I feel like these socks were appropriate for today because pineapples are like happy and sweet and they're also kind of spiky and I'm in sort of a strange mood today. I feel like I could go either direction. I could be sweet and happy or I could be a little spiky. Hopefully I'll uh, end up more on the happy side. We'll see. <laughs> I like it. Very nice. All right. So to start off our discussion of sharing creative work, I thought it would be interesting to start with what makes it so scary, because I think that's a big part of sharing creative work. I think it is really scary for a lot of us. And I think there's a few reasons 
why. And one of the big reasons, I think, is that we're afraid of judgment from other people who see our work. And I think, like, whether we should care about this or not, I think we often do. And it can prevent us from sharing our work, thinking about what other people are going to think. Are they going to think it's good or are they going to think that I'm not good enough to be sharing or they're going to think it's weird or something like that? So that's that's something that I know has made me scared to share creative work at times. Is that something you've experienced, Anna? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think also because sharing creative work is such like a personal or making creative work is such a personal experience um, that when you're sharing it, it's not just sharing like, I don't know what to compare it to, um, but it's sharing more of you than just like, oh, I made this cool thing that I'm proud of. It's like, it also reflects like your beliefs and like your tastes and and a lot of like key elements about you. And so I think fearing judgment from others is not just about fearing their judgment on your creative work, but also on you as a person, even though I'm sure the judge, like if you did receive negative judgment on your work, that wouldn't be the intention. Like the intention wouldn't be to attack you as a person or anything. But I think sometimes we feel that way when we do get negative judgment on our creative work. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because I think creative work often feels like an extension of ourselves. Right. Like for a lot of us who identify as creative, artistic people, our work really means a lot to us. And it's something that feels very personal and very vulnerable to share. It's like a, a sort of a part of ourselves, like I said, an extension of ourselves that we're sharing. So it's it's more vulnerable than like if somebody didn't like your outfit. Like, you picked it out, but you also just bought the clothes somewhere, probably. Unless you're also a fashion designer, which is cool, and that's your creative <laughs> outlet. But, like, if you did make all the clothes, and that's, like, your creative expression, and somebody doesn't like it, I can see how that would feel much more insulting to your, like, your own ego. Right. Because it feels more personal. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Yeah, and it's also, I don't know, I think we, not only do we share parts of ourselves um, in our creative work, but we also, like, explore a lot of ourselves in our creative work in ways that we don't get to in other areas of our life. So not only is it, like, this part of ourselves that we're sharing um, and it's very close to our identity, but, but it might even be parts of our identity that like we've recently discovered or um, it, I think it's like sometimes us at like our most vulnerable point, And so that makes it even scarier as well. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think related to that, it often feels kind of experimental. Um. Like, if you're writing something or creating something, it is kind of an exploration, maybe, of your identity or just of some new thought or idea that you haven't really tried before. So it feels more, like, unfinished, unpolished, I think. And I think that's interesting that you brought up that 
it's kind of a way to explore our identities Mm -hmm. too because i think that's true yeah yeah definitely have you noticed any difference in like different kinds of creative work being easier or harder to share or scarier or less scary to share yes definitely yeah um like i really enjoy crocheting that's something that i like to do um that's a way that i express myself and it's one of my creative outlets that i really enjoy i don't really have a hard time sharing my crocheted patterns um because it's something a little more lighthearted for me maybe um but also there's only I don't want to say it's, like, less complex than, like, the variety you can get in other art forms, but, like, a lot of my patterns are, like, based off of other people's patterns, and they don't look, like, incredibly different or anything. Um, And the method is, like, once you have an idea, you just, like, go through the method, and then um, you you have a finished product, essentially. Um, But, like, if I compare that to writing, like, creative writing... I have, like, such a hard time sharing my work with that and, like, taking advice from people or even just starting writing because I'm afraid of how people are going to think about it. Um, Because writing is, like, a fairly... uh, Like, if you think about it, it doesn't really require that, like, many materials or anything. I mean, if you have a pen and paper, like, you can write. Um, So from that standpoint, it's, like, a fairly simplistic process. But the actual process of, like, creating a finished project or product and getting it done... And making something that you're happy with. Like, there's so many ins and outs of the writing process that can work for you. And writing is such a, a complex and a complex way to, like, really show your vulnerability and especially, like, dictate your beliefs. And so if people don't, like, agree with your belief system, if you transmit that through your writing, that can be really scary. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely have a different, like, a, a different degrees of of fearfulness when I'm sharing work, I guess. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And I think maybe one of the things with writing that makes it scarier to share is that it can have a lot more emotional depth than right. yes. crocheting, for example. Like, I don't know, maybe if you were doing really complex, like, thoughtful conceptual crochet mm-hmm. art maybe that could have a lot of emotional depth i don't know that i've seen that doesn't mean it can't be done but i think writing a lot of the time you're really expressing something that's coming from within yourself some kind of emotions or beliefs like you said that like while even if you're writing fiction i think and it's not necessarily about you. It's not like a first person memoir type piece. I think there's still some element that you got out of your own experience embedded oh, yeah. into that. I think fiction writing is like way scarier for me to share than. I mean, I don't do a lot of nonfiction writing, but like, I'm not quite as. If I were to share some nonfiction writing, I don't think I'd be quite as attached to it well i don't know mm-hmm. i guess that's that's not what the word i'm looking for but like with fiction writing um i feel like there's a lot of 
not only just like creating like writing things down and like making your language like pretty or whatever and like creating good characters but there's like a lot of artistry behind that in regards to like structure and theme and all that stuff and you often do put um out really uh key beliefs to your life and like parts of you into fiction writing and so i think um that from those standpoints i guess sharing writing is scarier for me especially fiction writing um but also like mm-hmm. i do not want to like diss on crocheting because it's like less complex than writing like crocheting is like one of my favorite things that i do i love it so much and i think it's like important to have like various creative outlets that like some of them you're more okay with sharing and some of them you're not so then you're not just like always holding on to all of them or whatever and like you are able to like more easily share some of your work i think that's really important too i agree and we talked about this a little bit in our last episode on creativity or maybe our first episode the one called creativity (laughs) um and i remember talking a little bit about how even different kinds of writing for me are some are scarier and some are less scary to share like Mm -hmm. my kind of silly poems are a little bit easier to share but it's like um like the closer my poems get to like having more emotions and like truth of my experience the scarier they do get to share because there's I know I talked last time about how I sometimes will do these like kind of free verse just like expressing myself and it just like flows out but like I don't want to share it because it feels too vulnerable but I find that I've been doing a lot of writing of my like kind of sillier poetry for this children's book that I'm working on recently and I'm finding that the more I do that the more I want to like include some more emotions and personal truth within that so I'm sharing it in a kind of in a different form than in the just like kind of writing that I do for myself but I don't remember how that was related to what we were talking about (laughs) We were but talking about some things just feel more connected to your yes identity and your yes. your beliefs and emotions. Well, I think this also goes along the lines of um like how seriously Well, okay. So if you take yourself really seriously in creating this um <clears throat> excuse me, in creating some kind of product, like I think the more seriously you take yourself, the more seriously you want others to kind of um react to your work and if other people like don't take it seriously or um they don't regard it in the same way that you do or they um they have a different reaction to it like if you take something like if you take your work really seriously but then this other person comes and reads it and is like "Eh, i didn't really get that much out of it then that can be like really disappointing for you as well so i think like with my crocheting like even as much as I love doing it, like I don't take it super seriously. Like it's, I make like little toys and stuff and it's a really fun thing for me to do, but I'm not like this toy has to be perfect and like represent all my values or anything like that. Like that's not what I'm going for when I'm crocheting. So I think like that kind of mirrors it as well. Yeah. That's, I really like how you said that of kind of how seriously you take it. Cause I think that kind of 
explains a little bit more of what I was trying to articulate with my poems too, because I feel like I'm thinking about what kind of a book I want to put out in the world. Right. Yes. With exactly. my name on it. And so I'm taking it more seriously mm-hmm. and wanting to include more maybe depth in some of the work that I'm creating. So yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Well, and that begs the question. And I think a lot of, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Wait, what were you saying? Well, I, I was going to say, I think that kind of begs the question too. Like, even if we want something to be taken seriously, like out in the real world, when we do share it, like, do we have to go about creating it in the same seriousness? Like, I feel like sometimes if we want to create this thing that has like a certain impact on the world, if we go into it with like just that mindset, it's really hard to create that thing because we're too focused on others' expectations. Like, I think sometimes you need to take yourself a little less seriously so you can make a product that will be taken seriously eventually, even though that seems kind of counterintuitive. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think when you get too caught up in what impact it's going to have or what people are going to think, it can really seriously put a damper on your creativity. So you have to find a good balance of, if you do want to share your work, what you want people to get out of it, but then also what you want to make. Because I think you're right. If you're just making stuff that you think other people are going to want. Like, it's not creatively fulfilling. Right. I don't think it's actually going to resonate with people as much either, even if that's your intention. I think that usually what resonates with people more is the work that you just really wanted to make because it felt good to you. Yeah. I think you have to have some sort of degree of authenticity in your work to especially connect with other people because I think they can kind of sense that. And I think the best way to get in touch with that is to kind of, like, forget about the people that will eventually receive your work um, and focus on, like, the work itself and what you want to put into it. And then focus on the sharing part later, maybe. Yeah. And I think it's good to remember that you don't have to share everything Mm -hmm. that you're going to create. I like... I like what you just said about just focus on the creating first and then after you can like pick and choose what parts you want to share and who yeah. you want to share it with. But maybe don't create with the sharing in mind so much at the beginning. Yeah. And this is like something in the way I uh, like do not follow in my own life that I need to. Like whenever I sit down to write, I'm like, oh my goodness, like if I were to actually finish this, like how many people would read it and like how how would people interpret it or whatever? And like that's so counterproductive because then I just like never write because I'm like, well, people might not like it or it might be bad. And like I want to write something good like the first time, which we kind of talked about this with like Monica and on our creativity uh, episode earlier, but like. That's like you have to kind of get the kinks out first. That's like not necessarily true for everyone, but like the only way you're going to get better at your craft is to just like do it. And so I've been having a really hard time with that and like making time for for my writing, um, which I'm I'm like whenever I do that, I'm so fulfilled by it. But I think the the kind of um, what what am I looking for? 
like the daunting nature of sitting down and and working on something for a long time and then creating something that ultimately like you're not super happy with even though you've put like all this time in can be really disappointing but ultimately like you do need to realize that that's going to contribute to you like improving your craft i guess but yeah i think keeping yeah. like the viewers in mind the whole time is just going to prevent you from fully being able to do that yeah i agree and I think a lot of this has to do with our tendency to doubt our abilities or our worth as an artist or a writer or a creator, which I think to some extent we all do. And I think that's a big reason why we're so scared of judgment from other people, because we're not sure if our work is good enough or maybe it's not good enough yet or it's not perfect, which can be big stumbling block in trying to get your work out into the world or even create it if you're thinking about that too much when you're making like you said right yeah i mean as much as it's like self-doubt is so universal with creativity and i think it's like a really important part of the process too because it lets us kind of explore our different tastes and abilities more than if we were just blindly confident in all that we did and we were like this is always good um but <laughs> i think being able to once you have created your product and like you know that you're happy with it but you're still doubting if other people will be i think as much as you can kind of remove yourself from that and be confident in the work that you created the less that people's judgments or the less that people's judgments will affect your um like self-worth and and perception of your own work too i think it's okay to have self-doubt and be afraid of other people's judgments but when you do share your work um being able to take a step back and just like identify the parts of the product that you really do enjoy and and saying to yourself like i know that i will always like this part of it even like if other people don't or whatever i think that can be really important and make it a little easier to share your work but obviously that's easier said than done Hmm. i think that's really interesting what you said about self-doubt actually maybe being a useful force at times and I, I never really thought about that before, but I think that makes a lot of sense because like you said, if you just have so much confidence all the time that everything you put out is good, like I think you need to have some level of discernment when you are sharing creative work mm -hmm. because not everything that you make is going to be good. And that doesn't mean that you only need to share your best work all the time, but if you're like pretending or thinking that everything is equally good that you're making that's probably not true because we all have projects that just don't really turn out that well yeah and if you're blinded by overconfidence you won't be able to take feedback either um to like actually yes, improve yeah. your work yeah so yeah i think it's important to some extent like, when it precludes you from actually doing the work, then you have a problem. And, like, I've experienced that many times. Like, I just don't think I'm good enough and I really don't know where to start. And then I just don't start. Like, that's kind of the story of my life right now. But, <laughs> like, uh -oh. I'm working on improving that, you know? And um, 
I think part of that is like making concrete blocks of time in your day and being like, no matter what I'm going to create at this time. So I'm, I'm trying to do that in my own life um, and seeing where I can start fitting things into my very busy college class schedule. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think self-doubt is natural and to some degree important, but when it becomes debilitating, then we need to kind of re evaluate i think and identify things that we really do value about our work and the things that we're putting out and even if not everything that you create is perfect or you don't like everything that you create i'm sure there are little nuggets of goodness that you can latch on to and try to mirror that in other parts of your work as well yeah yeah i i like that you said that because often when something doesn't turn out very well there is some little nugget that you can take into right. a future project directly or just like keep it in your mind and maybe it will inspire something else yeah and if you create something that you absolutely hate like you do not like any part of what you created you're like ashamed that you created it for whatever reason i i don't think that's i mean you you spent the time on it like you should be happy with it even if it's not up to your standards but if there's nothing in it that you can like identify a good part, then identify like what you learn from the process. Like then you won't make something with like those elements again or whatever. I mean, everything that you do create does contribute to you improving your products in the future. So I think going in with that in mind and rather than just being like, that was a waste of time if I created something bad. Like I don't I don't think that's true. But I do think it's hard to get out of that mindset, definitely. Mhm. Yeah. Sorry, I just uh <laughs> I was trying to formulate a thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um Oh. Yeah, like you said earlier, like it's still practice even if it's not your best work. And I think you can also consider an experiment and learn something from it, like you said. I think having sort of an experimental mindset around your creativity is really helpful. It's been really helpful for me um, in terms of like when I'm worried that I'm not making the right decision or doing the right thing in my work or in other areas of my life even. If I just think about like, well, this is an experiment and either it's going to work or it's not going to work, and I will move forward with that new knowledge that I have gained from my little case study on myself. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to take some leaps of faith with your work, and if, like, you're creating, and you're, like, you've got some momentum going, but then you just, like, hit a wall that you can't figure out what to do next or how to continue making it good, I think instead of just, like, stopping... You should, like, plow through even if, like, that part of it is going to be bad. Then you can come back to it and revise it and still take away the good parts. But I think continuing creating is always, like, the most important thing we can do. I agree. And I do think a lot of the time you do have to just, like, put out something on the page. Right. Or whatever medium you're working with, even if it's not your best work and go back and revise it later. Cause it's better to just make something that's like kind of a mess, I think. And then you have something to work with instead of just staring at a blank page for hours and not getting anywhere because you can't write the first sentence. 
Yeah. Well, and if that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. I think if you're having trouble, like, finding your own, like, creative voice or you're having trouble getting over a certain hump in your product or whatever, I feel like uh, trying to copy other people's work that you admire can be, like, a good way to almost, like, get over that and learn more about your style. So, like, for example, if you're doing, like, a, an art piece, like, if you're doing, if you're drawing something and you're, like, drawing this piece and part of it you're super happy with and then you hit this one spot and you're like, I don't really know what to do here. Like, maybe you look at someone else's work and you you try to copy what, like, a part of what they did. Um, and this isn't going to be, like, your final product, but maybe, like, by copying them you learn something about your own art style and what you can use in future pieces as well. Like if, if you really just can't figure out what to keep doing next, like sometimes really taking a leaf out of other people's books can be really helpful. I think like learning from definitely the people that we admire is one of the best ways to craft your own style. Yeah. One well, that reminds me of how our, grandma always talk and she's an artist she's a very fine Mm -hmm. artist and she always talks about how like one of the best ways to get better at art or one thing that really helped her that she always recommends to me is to copy other people's artwork yeah and this is not like forge somebody else's work and try to sell it for money or like pretend that you made it yeah don't do that it's just (laughs) like right right that's bad (laughs) But like you were just saying, Anna, you can learn from doing, I think. It's more, it's like a more physical, tangible way to learn something rather than just like trying to think of how could I solve this problem? If you go look at what somebody else did and actually physically try to do the same thing, then it gives you another tool to add to your toolbox that you can use in your work. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you articulated it that way because that's kind of what I was thinking, but I was having a hard time saying it. Um, Like, especially with me and writing. So I haven't really taken like a lot of creative writing courses. Like I'm planning to later on in college, but I haven't really like had any training in it necessarily. A lot of like what I know or what I've created has just been like, I've read a lot of books. And so I have like an okay sense of like general structure and style of like a whatever kind of, writing piece I'm doing so I try to like somewhat model it off of that but ultimately like the whole like how do you write thing is kind of like wishy-washy and complex for me so sometimes when I sit down and I want to write this thing I'm just like kind of at a loss um and I think if I were able to like look at someone else's writing and try to kind of like model their style or model their structure or something like that or even like rewrite a scene that they wrote in like my own way, then I would have a concrete exercise that I could do in order to start improving my writing, even if it wasn't creating something new. And it still yeah. is creating something new that- because it's different, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think like this is sort of a maybe a part of another conversation, but I think that sometimes there's this idea that like you can't take anything that anybody has already done and use it in your own work because then it's not original. But I think like this is something that I this like belief that I've been formulating over the past several years. I 
don't really think that anything is entirely original. No. I think that everything that we create is somehow influenced by something that we saw or read or heard somewhere. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, like, we just have to put it together in our own unique way as the artist. Yeah. I agree. Because there's, like, only so many elements that we can use. Like, only so many words in the English language that we can use to write. And only so many ways to construct a sentence or a paragraph. So it's all, like, kind of borrowed, but you just have to borrow in a way that respects other people's work so you're not stealing from them like we <laughs> discussed earlier don't yeah don't try to sell any forgeries <laughs> please don't do that not uh, that you were going to anyway copyright. <laughs> um right but yeah like an example of that um okay like hamilton one of the most popular um and successful pieces of art like of the 21st century thus far um borrowed like Lin-Manuel Miranda has quoted so many um like hip hop references, musical theater references and melodies, like lyrics and melodies in his show and they all contribute to making this this amazing piece of artwork. But it's all like it's all his own ideas and stuff but he draws off other people to make it successful. I mean, he either he goes back to like ancient Roman stories like he he comments on like Icarus in one of his songs. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you can draw mm-hmm. on things from so many eras and artists and stuff, but ultimately I think that makes things way more interesting, honestly. Um I, because then people have something to relate to and connect with. Um and if that can really like inform your own style and your own ideas and your own product, then I think that's really awesome personally. I think people who can tie in other themes and other works um, in a way that creates something new. That's some of like my favorite artwork. Um, but yeah, you have to be careful, obviously, with copyright and all that that stuff. But I think create like you don't have to create something absolutely original that no one's ever seen anything from it before, and it has to like completely stand on its own. Like it's, I think it's important and often really effective to take inspiration from other people, if whether it's direct or indirect. I agree. And I think that's one of the one of the benefits that I wanted to talk to talk about. Let's talk to the benefits. (laughs) One of the benefits that I wanted to mention is that when you share your creative work, you're. You can inspire others to create their work and like maybe give them a little creative inspiration of something that they want to. Oh, yeah. Make. Oh, yeah. Which I think is really great. You're adding your own voice to this huge body of creative work that's been put out in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think what's really appealing for me about sharing creative work is the idea that, like, if my creative work had some kind of impact on, like, one person, then, like, I would have achieved my goal. You know, like, I think that's always kind of the goal. And even if, like, everyone else hates it, like, if one person loves it, that's so cool. Like you affected one person's life. So I think going at it from <laughs> right, that perspective right. can be really productive. Um, 
like obviously what's really hard about sharing work i think also is that everyone has different tastes like artwork is very subjective it's not like you find the right answer and then it works like it's not like finding a medical cure or anything where it's like you get there and then it like everyone is happy because you found a medical cure it's like this is such a subjective thing um and art forms speak to different people in different ways and so like not everyone is ever gonna like a piece of work that you love that you excuse me that you've made like there's always gonna be someone who doesn't like it so i think that on one hand makes it really hard to share work but also then it kind of takes the pressure off of like an all or nothing response like you're gonna get mixed responses and you're gonna get varying feedback and i think that ultimately is helpful but it it can be difficult to make something like quote unquote good because like your good is someone's bad and your good is someone else's great and so i think you have to be that's why it's really important to have your work be grounded in in the fact that you like it and that you're proud of it because then you can share it with other people and even if people do say that they don't like your work then you can still be happy with what you did with it and you still will make uh, impacts on other people's lives as well. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's really good to keep in mind that you can't please everybody. Right. As we all know, so don't worry about that too much. Yeah. As hard as that is to do. No, that's we all, we all worry about that. Yeah, that's been something like really tricky for me. I feel like just the fact that I'm like, "Oh, I want to create something good," but then it's like, "Well, no matter what, like, someone's going to think it's bad. So, like, what's the point or whatever? But the point is that, like, someone's mm-hmm. going to think it's good. So, PMA. Exactly. <laughs> and the other point is that you're going to get something out of creating it, which is even more important yes. than whether even one other person likes it. Like, if you had any, like, positive impact in your life because of this thing that you made, like, you had fun while you were making it or you felt proud of it afterwards then it was worth making, mm-hmm. even if nobody else cares about it. Yes, I completely agree. As long as it enriches your own life. And it's fantastic if it enriches others' lives. But. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And one other thing, while we're still in the the fear, scary section of this discussion, why is sharing work scary? Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention, because this is something that I have run into a lot, is the fear of running out of ideas, mm-hmm. which has often made me feel reluctant to share my creative work, because I sometimes feel like, like, what if this is like one of the best things I ever create and I share it now and then I have like nothing left for when I have a book deal, you know, but yeah. I, I think that holding on so tightly to your creative ideas is not going to encourage more creativity. And I think we have to, like, I guess there's always a possibility that you could never create anything that good. Again, goodness is subjective. So in someone else's opinion, you might, even if you don't think so. But, like, even if you don't, I think we kind of have to trust in the process of continuing to create and continuing to share and just trust that if we are a creative person who honors our creativity and makes time for it and practices our craft that we are going to continue making good work yeah and i think the fear of like running out of ideas i think that's really valid 
But also, I think you need to recognize that, like, as you create more things, you're also gaining more experiences in your own life. I mean, oh, excuse me, own life. Um, I mean, like, you are living day by day, and everything that you're doing is influencing you. So even if you have, like, this idea drought for however long, then eventually some experience might have a huge effect on you and stimulate some other ideas. I I don't think we can ever, like, lose hope that we'll just never have good ideas again. Like, things that we're experiencing are always influencing us and are always going to kind of develop new ideas. So I think we need to, like, trust in that process as well and and know that mm-hmm. if we don't have good ideas right now, we probably will later. Yeah, and I think creativity is something that can come and go in waves. Like, I did feel like I was kind of in a creative rut for a while i know that you've talked about that a little bit on the podcast too Mm -hmm. but i i feel like it's come back and probably it will wane again but just remembering that it doesn't always have to be constant and if i keep putting in the time to work on it it'll the inspiration will come back at some point yeah definitely And then one other fear that I kind of wanted to mention is the fear of your work being stolen in some way, Um, which like we've talked a little bit about borrowing things from other people. But I think one thing to remember in this case is that. I mean, hopefully someone won't like actually steal your work and try to pretend that it's theirs. That would be I can imagine that would be really. Devastating in some cases. But one thing that I think you can remember is that people could actually benefit from borrowing little things from your work. Maybe they really liked the way that you drew an eyeball. So they're going to like try to draw that eyeball and then develop their own style of eyeball out of yours or something. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think sometimes we get really wrapped up in the idea of people like copying us or whatever. And if we've worked so hard on this thing, um, it's like, you can't copy my work. Like, I worked hard on this. These are my ideas. And you are kind of less, like, undermining the work that I went through to do it. Um, but a lot of times when people, like, try to copy elements of your work, like, a lot of times it's because they really admire your work um, and they want to influence their own work, which we just talked about, um, the benefits of borrowing, obviously. So I think trying to go at it from that mindset and not being too attached to the idea of, I worked hard on this so no one else can can take my ideas. I think looking at it as a compliment can be helpful. But yeah, if someone like steals yeah. your work and tries to sell it, that's not good. Right. And I know that that yeah. does happen sometimes. Yeah, so that, that's like awful. that is a risk that we are taking on as part of putting our creative work out in the world. But I don't think that that should keep us from sharing entirely like i think in to some extent it's just something that we have to risk like maybe do what you can to protect your work um like put watermarks on your photography or your artwork or whatever but something that somebody said once that helped me with this is because i was like kind of nervous about that and didn't I was like kind of scared to share some of my artwork online and something that somebody said was that 
there will be people who will do that, who will try to copy your work exactly and say that it's theirs or sell it or something. But those people aren't going to get very far. Right. You know, like, that's not... It's not going to lead to, like, a long-term thing for them. Like, someone is going to stop them at some point, or it's just not going to work out, because I just think there is enough... I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, well, if you're just always stealing other people's ideas, you'll never really have any, any ideas of your own. And I think if you don't have any ideas of your own, you'll never generate the same following that people who have new and interesting ideas will develop. Yeah, and I think people can sense the authenticity behind your mm -hmm. work and the care that you put into it, like you mentioned earlier. So, and they're not going to get that from somebody who's just copying stuff. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. So I also want to get into some of the benefits of sharing creative work. So now that we've discussed all the reasons why we're scared to share our creative work. <gasps> so many we've discussed, reasons. <laughs> we've already talked a little bit about like why, why those fears are not something that we should pay attention to. But I want to talk a little bit more about some of the specific benefits that we can gain from sharing our creative work. So one that we did talk about already is kind of adding your work into the, the pool of creative work that people can draw inspiration from, which I think is really, really cool that we can do that, that we can inspire other people and one, inspire them creatively, give them specific ideas for their work, and then also just inspire other people to share their work by our confidence in doing so. Oh, yeah, for sure. And having other people to share work with, like, if you're sharing work with some people in, like, a smaller group first, then you can gain some confidence, like, before you share it out into, like, the wider community that you want to uh, kind of influence. Um, so that can be really helpful, too, in getting feedback. Like, if you don't share your work, you will never get feedback from other people. So that's a really important aspect of sharing mm -hmm. your work, too. Yeah. Right. If you want feedback. Yes. And, like, I think there is also a lot of benefit from just making work and not sharing it because you don't want feedback. You're just making it for yourself, whether you just don't want to share your creative work or that's a particular creative pursuit that you don't want to share, I think that's fine. But if you are someone like me or Anna and like would like to publish a book someday or is selling art, sometimes it is good and useful to get feedback from other people and find out what they enjoy about it and what they think is particularly unique or interesting about it. Yeah. Well, I have a couple things to say about that. First, is that I think it is really important to have have outlets, um, creative outlets that you don't share. Like, I think it's important to have creative pursuits that are, like, just for yourself. Because I think that, like, keeps your creative totally practices. Agree. Yeah, I think it kind of keeps it grounded for you. And it keeps, like, the intrinsic motivation going. I think if we always are, like, trying to share our work, then we get lost in this how will people react sort of thing. And we, we will probably lose the enjoyment of creating it like the original enjoyment that we got from creating work for ourselves when we weren't sharing it so i think having that is really important um that being said 
another thing that's good about having like the community of people if you do want to share your work like having people who also do the same creative work that you do like not only will they help you like give you feedback and stuff so you can share your work but like they will help you to share your work like there are various ways that you can share your work and i think knowing people who know how to get your work out can be um really helpful and productive making connections with people who have shared work before and who have had good experiences with sharing work um like get in contact with those people find out ways to um share your work in the most beneficial way possible for you yeah i think we can learn a lot from those people in our communities who have maybe shared more work than we have Mm -hmm. yes and connecting connecting with people in communities i think is like one good from a sort of practical standpoint like you were talking about like gaining knowledge from them or just having more connections that might help you share your work in bigger ways or different ways that you want to and then also it's just really encouraging and like exciting to be part of a creative community where you're supporting each other and encouraging each other's work and seeing what other people are creating and seeing other people whose work you admire enjoying your work. I found a lot of joy and confidence in that. Yes. Both, both on Instagram sharing my artwork. I've met some interesting artistic people on there um which has been really cool and then also this writing group that i've joined it's really cool to hear other people's work and like be in a room with these really amazing writers and they have nice things to say about my work like it's very encouraging and it's really inspiring for me to hear what they're working on yes i'm really glad you pointed that out i think sharing your work makes you more excited to share your work like the more you share the easier it gets um and again, like, yeah, it's exciting to have this community of people to bounce ideas off of. And I think sharing your work allows you to connect with other people who are also artists. And that gives you more ideas and inspiration, too. And so I think ultimately sharing your work is really beneficial in that way because it's kind of creates this cycle of getting more work out and being able to produce more work because you're more confident in your abilities after you have shared your work originally. So. I think as much as you can build communities around it, also having communities of creative people keeps you more inspired to create it, create work and more accountable to create work. Because if you think there are people out there who want to see or read or whatever your art form is, they want to um, uh, receive your work, then you'll want to produce more, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that community can be very, very helpful in many different ways. So those are kind of some of the benefits of sharing creative work. So we talked about the fears, some of the benefits, and then just a couple things to keep in mind as we share creative work. First, the like one really important point that I want to make that we've already made a couple of times is that you do not have to share everything you make and like Anna was just saying it's actually really beneficial to have some form of creative work that you're not sharing and you have no intention to share and like maybe someday years from now you will but that I think you have to have something 
that you're making with absolutely no intention in the moment to share just so you can really like get out whatever you need to express and not have to worry about what other people are gonna think yeah and then i think also thinking about why you're sharing your work and what you want to get out of that experience can be really helpful um because I don't, I don't know what the benefit would be exactly to just sharing work just because you like feel like you should, because we've talked about the benefits today and you feel like, oh, well, I should share something. I think it's good to think about what exactly you are hoping to get out of the experience, even if it doesn't, even if the benefit that you experience is something a little bit different. Like, do you, do you someday want to? publish a book like i mentioned like would you like to connect with people that might give you some insight in how to do that do you just want to find a like really supportive encouraging community are you trying to market your art because you want to sell it or do you want to inspire people with your art and i think keeping that in mind you can also think about what impact you want your work to have on people when you do share it. So even if you're creating without thinking too much about what other people are going to think, which I think is usually a better way to go about it, a more successful way to a more successful way to go about creating. I think thinking about like before you share something like how is this going to make somebody feel when they see it or read it and thinking about whether that is the sort of impact that you want your work to have in the world. And if it feels like the impact that you think it's going to have is not really what you want, then maybe reevaluate how you share it or what exactly you're sharing. Yeah, I think that's really important. I mean, if you, I think one, identifying the impact that you want to have on others through sharing your work, um, can make you um, get to know your own work more and think more about what you're putting into your work. Um, and on on an even more extensive level than that, if you're at a place where you are sharing your work and you are influencing a lot of people, with sharing your work comes great responsibility in that role um, because you are affecting people with your ideas. And so I think identifying how you want to impact these people um, makes you more considerate in crafting your work and crafting a piece of art that will that will do good for the people who are receiving your work. Um, so really being cognizant of the responsibility that you have as a creator. Obviously, not all of us are at that point, but if you are at that point, you ne- you do need to be aware of your responsibility as an artist. I think and and really kind of keeping in mind. Um, the effect that you're having on people um, is is going to help you generate work that you're satisfied with and that and that has a positive impact on others. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's really important to take responsibility for the impact that we might have on other people from what we're putting out into the world. This is something that I. I'm really interested in and have a lot of feelings about kind Mm -hmm. of how we can use media 
responsibly because like we everyone gets so many ideas and beliefs from all the media that we're taking in all day so like whatever your platform is or whatever you want to call it like whether you are writing for a major tv show congratulations if you are that's cool um (laughs) or if it's just like your personal social media and you have a few followers i think it's important to think about like how you can use that influence responsibly yes and for for good forces like you said right like i think i do believe that your like personal social media accounts if you are like an influential person in your profession and you have an account for like your professional work and you have an account for your personal work like those are very different platforms um and you have different responsibilities for sharing things on both of them and you need to keep them in mind yeah i mean i firmly mm-hmm. adhere to that belief yeah we should have an episode on that that would be interesting we should yeah that would be a very interesting episode stay tuned yes <laughs> This week, for our call to action, we would love to see something that you've made. Share your creative work with us. Tag us at Never Wear Boring Socks on Instagram or Facebook or at No Boring Socks on Twitter. We would love to see what you're working on. And I think, Anna, we did this last time on our creativity episode. We shared something that we were working on. I think we should partake in this challenge as well. Okay. And share our creative work. Okay. Let's do it. This is a good challenge. Sounds like a plan. It's gonna it's gonna make me work on things more too. <laughs> good. <laughs> Maria, do you have a quote for us this week? I do. Let me find it. Okay. Here we go. So this is from Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which we've mentioned a couple times. Uh, I want to read very, that. I was just thinking about it. It's good. Yeah, I think you would like it. It's a very inspiring book about being creative in all sorts of ways. If you're alive, you're a creative person. You and I and everyone you know are descended from tens of thousands of years of makers. Decorators, tinkerers, storytellers, dancers, explorers, fiddlers, drummers, builders, growers, problem solvers, and embellishers. These are our common ancestors. The guardians of high culture will try to convince you that the arts belong only to a chosen few, but they are wrong and they are also annoying. We are all the chosen few. We are all makers by design. Even if you grew up watching cartoons in a sugar stupor from dawn to dusk, creativity still lurks within you. Your creativity is way older than you are, way older than any of us. Your very body and your very being are perfectly designed to live in collaboration with inspiration, and inspiration is still trying to find you, the same way it hunted down your ancestors. And I thought this was really appropriate for our conversation today because I... As we discussed, one of the reasons that a lot of us have trouble um, sharing our creative work, why we're fearful around sharing our creative work, is because we're worried about 
judgment and whether our work is good enough to share. And I just really like her point that we're all creative and we all have something that's worth making. And whether you decide to share it or not, you can still, you should still create things. I think we all should have some sort of creative outlet. Yeah. Yeah, that was really, that's a really cool quote. I I think it addresses like a lot of different things. Um, But I really like one. Okay. One of the things I really liked that she talked about was the idea that like all of us are creative and have the ability to be creative and are creative, even if we don't think we're creative. Like I totally agree with that. There are so many ways to be creative and exercise your creativity. And I think acknowledging the ways that we're creative takes some creative thinking on our part. Um, but I think like the more we can identify with the ways that we are creative beyond just like, I like to write books or I like to draw. Like, I think that is really helpful and can inform, um, if we are doing more structured or generally stereotypical, like creative things, I think like the inner creativity, um, can kind of influence that. Um, and then furthermore, her idea that our create I liked how she said our creativity is older than us and that um like our ancestors mm-hmm. have been trying to like bring it down like creativity is like not something that we can like resist or anything like ultimately um creativity isn't this thing that we need to like strive for it- there's so many ways that it's influenced us and that we can practice through it and i think keeping that in mind is almost kind of freeing in our own creative practices and I think acknowledging that creativity connects us with other people from other eras um, and across time. I mean, I think creativity is one of the few things that does that for us. I think that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you shared that I quote. Agree. Yeah, that was really cool. Thank you so much for listening to Never Wear Boring Socks this week. We'd love to have you back next week for a bit of a variety show update episode. We have some New Year's intentions to update you on and a few other announcements and other other things that we need to follow up on from previous episodes. So join us next week for that if you would like to hear. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play if you are enjoying the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash zero two two. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. We would really love to hear from our listeners. So please get in touch with us through our email, which is neverwhereboringsocks at gmail.com or our social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwhereboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. And share your creative work with us. Oh, yes, please do. Please do. When you get in touch. Many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, for being our audio editor. And thank you to him and Martha Barnard for helping us compose and record the music. Thank you again for tuning in this week. And until next time, remember to never wear boring socks.